Welcome to the AFT Construction Podcast. Today we're excited to host Derek Wozencraft with Wolf Sub-Zero. And on the podcast, we discuss not only the brand of Wolf Sub-Zero, but some of the products and technology that they have upcoming and what really sets them apart. Welcome to the AFT Construction Podcast. I'm Brad Levitt, and I'm super excited to bring on Mr. Derek Wozencraft today. Well, thanks Welcome for having me, Brad. Thank you. So excited uh, to be here. Yeah. So a little background. So Derek, he's the territory sales manager of Wolf Sub Zero. Many of our listeners they know who Wolf Sub Zero is, as you guys are one of the top American companies. We are very proud of that. A lot been, of been uh, about seventy-seven years now made in America. So we're pretty happy about that. It's super exciting. We're going to get into this a little bit because one of the unique things about Wolf Sub-Zero, at least for us in Scottsdale, is you also manufacture here in Arizona, right? We do. We've been uh, making our integrated uh, product here for about 35 years now. We started with the 700 series back in the 80s, and um, now we make all of uh, wine units, undercounter units, and the integrated product. So anything that doesn't have a grill on top is made right here in Arizona. That's fascinating. So where's it at in Arizona for those listening the new factory where the product is uh, manufactured is on the 303 in indian school out in goodyear and we still have our original plant on 35th avenue and uh van buren where we do make and manufacture all of our parts and accessories that's amazing so you know as far as the listeners go i mean is that something that's open for tour is it a specialized thing that they can set up if you're you know if you're a partner with wolf how does that work we actually, starting next year, will be doing quarterly tours of the factory to where uh, there will be more information on that to follow. But uh, I know those dates have been set up. And basically, the way that will work, it's kind of a first come, first serve. We'll have a bus and designers, builders, uh, some of our local dealer sales. Anybody who wants to come out, see how the product's manufactured, can get on the bus and head out there. And, and uh, we'll give them a tour. That's exciting. So, you know, as you alluded to, I mean, you started talking about the builders and de- designers. So talk to us about, you know, the strategy of Wolf Sub-Zero, at least here in town. It's a little bit different, right? Even though you have a point of sale with the end customer, you know, the end user, what's a little bit different about kind of the relationship side, the way you sell to through a distributor and through, you know, uh, you know, someone as such as myself, you know, a builder. Right. Here in the Southwest, uh, Southwest market, which covers uh, Las Vegas Arizona and New Mexico, and can't forget about El Paso. Um, we do do things a little differently. Now, everything does go through uh, one of our uh, sales dealers, but we have many programs for the kitchen design community as well as the builders. So we have a pretty strong presence in going out and promoting those uh uh, programs to offer discounts for the design community a- as well as the builders, but in, in circling back around, it will go through one of our dealer bases, but it, it is kind of unique to where I can meet you and work on uh, a project or, or development together to where we're working out all the particulars and then I just pass on that information. So in a sense, you're getting a direct sale <laughs> going through a dealer. So why is that? Why is it different here as maybe opposed to New York or California or other markets where, um, you know, sometimes Wolf Sub-Zero may sell direct to the builder, you know, in, in lieu of going through a distributor? I mean, what, what is the strategy behind that? Uh, I think a lot of it is is history. And number one, our, our company, eh, we're kind of like a, a, a bunch of smaller ones. We all are, are given, and one of the nice things about being family owned is we're kind of allowed to operate independently of one another. So 
especially for me, I, I think working in this market with the relationships uh, that we have, if I were to go and sell that, might have a negative effect where I become my dealer's competition, mm-hmm. uh, which is a little tougher in, in markets like Los Angeles, for instance. They've done that for years. That's the way it is. That's the way it will always be. Versus here, that would cause quite a disruption for us. And and to be honest, I we're not set up to do delivery and install for a 150-unit project or, or even you know, the homes that you build, uh, we'd leave that that, uh, that up to the professionals that do that each and every day. So your strategy is more build a relationship with someone such as myself, the education, you know, clients can come in and do demos and stuff, which we'll get into later. And and that's more the strategy. What What's interesting, and I don't want to throw any uh, competitors under the bus, but I know one thing that's challenging some of my peers that work for some of the distributors, you know, they'll talk about going to bid on a big multifamily project. And let's say they're bidding X appliance. Well, they're bidding as a distributor, and now they're competing against that actual appliance company who's selling direct, which makes it impossible because they're the middleman. So, I mean, how do you, you know, that's something you're not doing no. at Wolf. No. You know, so how are you keeping that organized and regulated, you know, so that you're not killing your own relationships out there? Well, I mean, we just, first of all, we just won't, won't do it. I mean, it's just not the, the right thing to do for this market. Um, like I said, in other markets, I think it uh, makes much more sense. I mean, Los Angeles, too, uh, as we just said uh, before, this is the biggest little city, I think, in the, in the United States for sure. It's a very small community versus Los Angeles is, you know, however many million they are now. A lot more uh, multifamily, uh, you know, what am I trying to say, the, the big production type right. level builders. To where I don't know that the dealer base would be set up to control that to where we have our own install companies, like I said before, out there. It, it just wouldn't work here. It would cause it would take many years to recover, I think, if we did something like that. And to be honest, the way we go and try to uh, establish these relationships with people, we, we I, I think most of the builders and design teams that we work with feel like they are dealing with us directly. Uh, I think we are the strongest part of the relationship between the dealer that we have and 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 the builder. So that helps them. In that example you just brought up when they try to do another brand, they know Derek's watching, and you know they or Sub Zero's watching, I should say, and uh, they know to specify that brand because they have a relationship with AFT Construction. Yeah, no, that's amazing, and I will say just as kudos to you and, and the team. Is that uh, you know it's it's a relationship industry, right? It, I mean, it just as in general, but you guys, everyone there that you know uh, that we've worked with, I mean, super personable, super happy. I mean, anytime you go in the showroom, everyone's super welcoming, you know. So how we're going to get into this corporate structure a little bit because you know we have Allison who's here with us, you know, she's listening. But I mean, everyone's just so happy that's there. So how do you kind of build that team and these people? We're going to get a little bit of hiring now, you know. How have you guys built this amazing team of professionals? Well, you know what? It, it kind of starts from the top. I mean, being a family-owned company, we're owned by Jim Bakke, and he's a third-generation owner of our company. It kind of starts there. Our board consists of one. Um, and, you know, for those out there who have big corporations to work for, that they know what an advantage that is. And quality. Everything about our brand is quality. I think that transfers down to the people. Everybody loves what they're selling they love who they're working for and that alone kind of helps that process along locally uh 
we have a just tremendous vice president of sales who uh, spends more time letting everybody know what good they're doing uh, than maybe some of the things they're not doing as well. And then we've just been lucky. We look for really a personality fit more than anything else. And our group is really, if, if there was ever a group that was really like a family, I would say it's ours. Hiring-wise, a lot of that's getting a little lucky too, but uh, most of the people, Allison's one of them here, who we've had a relationship with when she was with another company. We were lucky enough to know her, get to see the kind of person she was when a position became available. It was very easy to transition right away to get her over here. We just did the same thing with our a new trade rep we hired. Somebody we got to know really well out in, in at her other position, and lucky enough, she became available, and it was just this perfect fit that just fell right in. And, and we're just very blessed and lucky, I think, more than anything. I mean, hiring people is hard. We're very small. I mean, their sales organization only consists of six people in the Southwest, so... Um, and I'm the baby of the group, and I've been there 13 years. So, That's amazing. Yeah, most of them, I think three of them are at 20 years already. So with only, uh, you know, with only six that are in the sales or like the builder side, you know, how are you building such a big network? Because you guys just had your holiday party, right? And what's amazing for me, you know, for our company, we went and attended, and the entire showroom is full of all of the architects and designers and builders here in town, all of them, you know, they all, so you have a presence and relationship with all of them. How, you know, how have you built this sustaining relationship with that many people? I mean, is there any secret for anyone who's listening that wants to get into sales or build that relationship? I mean, what are some of the things you guys are doing? We work really hard at, uh, you know, being out in our community. Um, you know, again, I've been here 13 years, some of those other people much longer, but the networking, um, I think when the, the economy went down, we actually put the uh, pedal to the floor as far as marketing and getting ourselves out there in front of people. We had a, a large competitor, uh, competitor in Viking that was just, just a monster at that particular time. And when they kind of stopped doing all that during the uh, um, recession, and again, we hit it really hard, and we came out of it kind of taking over that position from where they were. So, I mean, uh, networking can be hard, uh, but it's important. But we also have a dedicated trade rep who just calls on designers in the market. We have a builder uh, rep who just calls on builders in the market. Then you have myself who kind of hits the dealer plus the builder in the trade. So there's a lot of representation here. And we, me and Mike Foley, we're out there. We'll stop. I've seen you at the job sites before. Yes, you if have. I see a, uh, a builder truck, well, I get out of the car and introduce myself and talk to him, invite him into the showroom. I mean, it's hard work, but it's fun work. And it's, uh, it's definitely paid off for us as an organization. So how have you utilized that showroom? You know, because you guys are just around the corner from us, so you have this dedicated showroom, you know, for Wolf Sub-Zero. So what are some of the things that you're doing in your showroom regularly that's bringing that traffic or the end user, you know, or even the builders to, to help that relationship and product? Uh, well, on the consumer side, we do um, use and care classes, which is for con customers that already have the product. So somebody buys a house from you, 
want to learn more about their product, they can come to these use and care classes. We also have consumer demo. And, and real quick, I'll interrupt you because I think one of the biggest challenges, I think, as technology continues to change and products continue to change, you know, the, the issue is that the end customer is not utilizing their product, you know, the way it should. Or there's features they're missing or don't even know about because... You know, it's one thing to look at something the first time that your builder's setting it up and then you forget, you know, a couple weeks later when you're cooking. So, you know, how are you, you know, I, I shouldn't say how are you, but you guys are utilizing, you know, this continuing education in the showroom where they can come by any time. So, you know, how have you seen success, I guess, from bringing in the end user, you know, to these demos where they're understanding all the features, maybe with, you know, a steam, a steam oven? Well, steam oven is a, a good example of an appliance that, a lot of people are kind of afraid to use. It does so many different things and it takes a little bit uh, to get comfortable with it. But the more a customer is comfortable with the product they have in their home, the more they use it, the more likely they are to, to refer it on to their friends, family, and whatnot. And that's what we see. I mean, we have certain people who come in time and time again. We've, we've even had people come in with their favorite recipe and we'll either have our chef kind of help them along and cook it for them, or he'll stand behind them, make sure they're using the right modes. So you know, with that said, so, you know, for someone such as myself, you know, if I'm trying to figure out how to cook my turkey, right, for Thanksgiving, yeah. so I could come in with this recipe or figure out, and that's something that you guys could cater and help us, you know, figure out so that we become the expert next time we're hosting. Yeah, we actually do do a, a, a um, whole class on uh, called Turkey Tips, I believe, and... Uh, to where we do it every Thanksgiving, to where he will come. I think he deconstructed the turkey this time to show him how much easier and better it comes out when you deconstruct and then cook it. Um, and we also have done a holiday uh, class before. So we do do that, but if somebody individually wants to make an appointment uh, with our showroom team, they can accommodate with our, our corporate chef, Chef Dan Mules, um, and, and really, take it as far or as you know, close as they want as far as the product goes. So as far as the end consumer then, so they can, you know, you'll have these classes and demonstrations you're putting on to teach them how, you know, whether you're, they're using their recipes or your own, you know, how to cook and use the appliance and use all the features. You know, is this something they can set up on their own for one-on-one? Is this more catered to, you know, a bigger group? Yeah, the, the use and care class is a class that they can sign up for. I think we can accommodate up to 30 people. Um, the uh, consumer demo is also very similar. The consumer demo is for people who are in market to purchase the product. But again, that's up to 30 people per, per uh, class. And then we do offer the one-on-one. So those, they would contact our showroom directly. And one of our uh, awesome showroom associates would be uh, consultants can sit and go over their list of appliances, we've certainly had that to where they'll bring their list that they were going through and then we'll show them what all the buttons do. It can be as, go through as little of it or as much of it as really the consumer wants. So what's great too about your showroom is, you know, as you know, most people, if you go to a distributor, you know, they have little vignettes set up, you know, throughout the, uh, throughout the store. Whereas you, you have all the product, right? Everything on display from Sub-Zero to Wolf and wine coolers and dishwashers, you know, the cove and everything. So they can come see all the different options and upgrades and add-ons and everything there uh, in person, you know. So how have you seen success? Because how does it work since you're not selling to the individual point of sale at this location? It's more just for the user to come by and look at this. So if 
if I'm just Johnny, uh, Johnny Thomas walking in, right. And I come and tour the showroom and want to buy this, where would you direct me? We have a list of, uh, our local dealers and we have it kind of defined by zip code and we generally will send them a follow up with, um, you know, however many dealers we have in, in, in the area that they're looking to purchase in. But there's a lot of questions that go into that as well. We want to make sure that are, are they working with the builder? Mm -hmm. If they're working with you, well, we would already know where to send them no matter where they were building. Right. So there's a lot of questions that go into that. If we know they're working with somebody, we'll do everything in our power to get them to continue to use that individual. But if they're just a regular retail person coming off the street, we have a list of dealers. Um, that we would send them to. But bringing back on that showroom real quick, uh, one of the neat things also is, yeah, we, we do have everything uh, in there, but we also, all those vignettes are done by some of the top professionals in our community. So uh, a lot of our other showrooms you'll go to and they're done by a guy out of, uh, you know, Madison who comes and, and does kind of the whole thing where we actually are using the top kitchen designers uh, in the state and some of the top interior designers really helping us with that. So when they come in, it is quite a, a lifestyle vignette uh, that they can see, which we also have all the information of them and can refer them on, uh, which we do quite frequently. So, you know, going back to that point, I guess, so, you know, when you're working on these vignettes, are, are you reaching out to some of the cabinet, many, you know, some of the custom cabinet shops, some of the designers? I mean, is that something des the designers making a decision on? I mean, how are you making that collaboration? Yeah, well, a lot of it comes through also our kitchen design contest that we run uh, every two years. Um, some of the winners, uh, for instance, this new phase that we're doing. Yeah, you're one of them. Um, <laughs> Better lucky than good, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, one of the new ones that were coming up, we have two, an interior designer and a kitchen designer that are collaborating to do one of our new spaces who had just won in our previous two contests. So... Um, and you know, we had Caroline did our uh, outdoor area, which is beautiful. And, and, and we always partner with people that partner with us. All the cabinets are done by what we call a, our platinum level partners. Um, so we have three of those in the valley, and they're all represented very well in the showroom. So by platinum, it, it's based on volume and relationship, you know, how much they're doing, right? Yes. So is that most companies do have pricing set upon volume, and is that similar with Wolf that you'll have tiers depending on? How many kitchens someone's doing, and yeah, as a it's uh, more of how many units uh, it is more than it is a full kitchen. Um, so, in our market, uh, for a builder, they need to do a minimum of twenty to to be on our tier program versus uh, a platinum level like uh, Mr. Levitt. You're on <laughs> is more in the seventy-five piece range. So, uh, there is a big difference between one and the other. So what are some of the exciting things coming up with Wolf? I mean, some of the tech, uh, the technology that's coming out, you know, what are some new features that maybe some of our listeners may not be aware of, you know, mm -hmm. stuff that you guys are doing now? Yeah, you know, one of the things uh, that's coming out that I'm very excited about will come out in 20 will be the new dual fuel range. So, um, so newer than the one you have now? <laughs> a lot newer. Right? Uh, well, you know, one thing that's kind of interesting about our brands, um, we have a very long life cycle. Uh, all of our products are designed and engine uh, engineered to last a minimum of 20 years. So uh, coming out with a new model every year isn't our thing. Um, that that dual fuel range that we have currently has been our dual fuel range for 15 years. 
So if you think about that versus other manufacturers, uh, and I, how many have they had in 15 years? Quite a few. Uh, that is the exact same one that has been there uh, for 15 years. So if I interrupt you, it's interesting. You know, my first experience with Sub-Zero. So when I was a teenager, my uncles were electricians, and that's how I grew up mm-hmm. in the industry. I was an electrician in San Diego. And I remember going to work in La Jolla and some nice custom homes there in La Jolla. And they all had these Sub-Zero fridges, right, that have been around a long time. And speaking to just the quality and long-lasting, we just did a remodel about a year ago. And the, and the homeowners, to you know, to save a little bit, you know, because they were a little conservative, they had bought some Sub-Zero refrigerators that were built in like 2007. So they're like 12 years old yeah. that yeah. they bought them and put them in, you know, in their house. And they've been running perfectly for a year and a half. And they've had no issues. And it's like unheard of that you'd put a fridge in that's 12 years old, you know, in right. a home now right. that we're doing. Well, and, and speaking of that, uh, I mean, our, our built-in line of refrigeration, um, those, I when I was hired, that was the launch of that product. So that that refrigerator now that there's been some improvements to lighting and some of those things but for the most part that refrigerator is still humming 12 years later uh and that's going to go through a redesign in a couple of years from now um but again that that's kind of across the whole board of our brands i mean the new integrated product replaced the 700 series that was out from since 1996 so we kind of leapfrog a past the competition about every decade and uh, we don't have to, to really change much because the quality is there. It's going to last. It's going to perform. Uh, we do things that none of the other brands do on the cooking, on the water products now with the Cove dishwasher and with obviously Sub-Zero. So it's not just and you know, not to uh, you know, it's not just eye candy, right? But you're actually looking at, you know, the structure and you know, the performance and the longevity of the product, right? It's quality, 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 yeah. testing, testing, testing. I mean, if you could see, and, and hopefully you can go on. Oh, you've been on one of the tours before. Uh, if you see just the amount of testing that goes in to a Sub-Zero before it's ever put in a box and sent out for some to be put in someone's home, it's, it's really mind-blowing. Uh, every single unit is tested. Well, I think what's fascinating being in your showroom, I remember going through with, uh, you know, some of the members there. Well, Sub-Zero, and they were talking about the Sub-Zero fridge, going back to that, about how, you know, where to put certain fruit and the temperature, you know, and to make it last longer. And, you're, and you had, you know, samples in there that have been there a long duration, vegetables, fruit, and they're separated. And there's a strategy behind it and some training, you know, to make your food last longer than it normally would. Yeah, and, and you know, not to get technical, but there are, there are certain things in there uh, in our refrigerator that are unique from dual compressors, uh, sealed systems. Uh, and one of the things that, um, you know, a lot of people don't really know that our, our evaporator, which really is what cools the refrigerator, is actually loca- located inside of the refrigerator, not on the back of it or in the middle of it. There's a false panel if you hit the back of a Sub-Zero where it sounds almost hollow that is because that evaporator is inside there and by having that in there um, when that warm air goes to chill on that that evaporator and it melts once it gets the temperature all of that humidity stays in the refrigerator and every other kind it's going to leave never to come back in the refrigerator again so that's where we can have lettuce last a month Um, and if you go into our showroom we have four refrigerators and we stagger them one week, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, where people can actually come in and see all different kinds of vegetables and fruits in real time, what it's going to look like in a month. And, and 
Uh, even flowers we have in one where roses last for about a month and a half, two months. That's so incredible. We have some ice cream that's been there for five years uh, with no lid on it, and there's not an ice crystal on it. So um, it's pretty amazing the way the product works. It's hard maybe sometimes for that end consumer to really understand uh, all of the the technology that's behind it and the nuances behind it. I mean, unless they're going into the showroom and they're seeing right. ice cream with the lid open with no ice crystals, right? Yeah, that drives us all crazy. And you know, a lot of people, like you said, conservative pricing. You know, we're, we're not the least expensive. There's no question about that. We're one of the most uh, expensive products on the market. Uh, but if you look at an average family, throws away twenty five hundred dollars in food a year. Twenty five hundred. With our air purification, with us being able to keep that humidity controlled inside the refrigerator, if we could cut that number to $1,000 uh, they're throwing away, think about a $12,000 refrigerator that's going to last 20 years. I mean, in 10 years, it's, it's paid for itself just by the amount of food you haven't thrown away. So it's a good, it's a good uh, investment for those out there listening. And as we get back to your comment on the dual fuel, you know, one thing that's interesting, you go in there and you'll have – Maybe you still have it, but you used to have the little cooking pan with the chocolate chips, right? That's been sitting there melting Yum, forever yeah. and not burning the chocolate. Right. And, and you know, kind of like I was talking about the evaporator, the dual stack burner on, on our gas products is totally unique to any uh, range or, or gas product on the market. Um, there's others out there that call it a dual stack burner, but we actually have uh, each burner is really two burners. And it's funny how many times people come into our showroom and look at the knob and don't realize there's two sets of controls on each knob. And that's because each burner has two independent gas lines going to independent burners. So it looks like one, but it's actually a low burner and a high burner. And they have separate controls on the knob. So the chocolate you're talking about that actually holds form, we can take that down to 900 BTU on the lowest setting uh, of our burner. So it could sit there, and, and unfortunately it has a few times for a whole weekend uh, on, and you come back in and it still looks exactly the same. So it's just some features, again, that a lot of people don't understand. And, and again, it's hilarious how many times people come in and had no clue that they have two separate controls. And every piece of our gas product, with the exception of one, uh, has that dual stack burner on it. So you guys see a lot of induction now? Uh, you know, induction is one of those things that it, it gets real popular uh, and it kind of slows down a little bit. We just came out with our induction range, which is a really sleek, slick looking range. Uh, has a contemporary handle or the pro, so kind of fits any design element. But induction's kind of uh, one of those things that people like fire. I guess it's going back to like the caveman roots. I, I don't know <laughs> what it is, but uh, induction is in reality, is the most consistent way to cook. You have such incredible temperature control, um, and it's, it's very safe for families as well because the kids can't burn themselves. We do a demo all the time where they boil water with a $100 bill underneath it just to show that the pan's heating up, not the surface of the cooktop. It's just one of those things. Uh, you, you, you've got to spend a lot of time with people to, to really make them understand it, but I'll tell you what, if, if somebody ever does have it, they will never have anything else uh, again. It's amazing induction. You know, I've cooked on it before. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, it's crazy. Ours is uh, very affordable, too. It's uh, actually right around the same cost as our regular electric cooktop. So 
Um, it's a very affordable piece uh, as far as the wolf line goes. And I know it's a great option too. You know, if you have kids, it's a great option. That's why a lot of our clients use that, especially if you're working multifamily or where there's different codes and stuff or you can't have gas. You know, in some of your neighborhoods, you know, it's a great option to go the induction route and start learning how to do the sous vide cooking, right? Yeah. Well, the sous vide is getting uh, extremely popular. Now we have what, three products um, that actually have sous vide modes. We have a slow cooker. Did I say that right, Allison? Looking for the boss for support here. Uh, we have our steam oven, and we have an actual 15-inch module steamer that all of which can be sous vide, along with uh, a vacuum seal drawer that just became avail available. Uh, it's amazing how popular that's getting, and our chef is starting to incorporate that into a lot of the demos. The training and stuff, yeah, I know sous vide is really taking off, and the slow cooker we just got, you know, slow cooker, yeah. my wife just cooked on it last night, actually, for the first time. <laughs> it was amazing. Yeah, that thing, uh, all the gourmet stuff is, is really amazing. That's incredible. So now let's divert a little bit. So what's interesting about Wolf Sub-Zero is, you know, every year we go to the National Builder Show, right? So that's a big thing. And, you know, we're sitting there and a lot of the competitors have these big, amazing booths, but yet Wolf isn't there. So what's your strategy behind not taking over K-Biz? Uh, K-Biz, yeah, we haven't been there. And, and gosh, it's probably been 14 years, I think, since we've been at K-Biz. I think it was in Chicago, maybe 12 years. Um, we do do a few shows. We do Euro Kachina, uh, overseas and we do architectural digest. Okay. Uh, we have done uh, PCBC the last two years, though. I don't believe we'll have a presence this year. That might change. Um, you know, marketing wise, that's a, a corporate decision that they don't see, uh, the value in the shows. Um, I can't really answer as to why that mayor you know, maybe, but we are always there um, in full force. We, you know, quite a few of us will be at KBiz this time all, uh, from all across the country. And our company, marketing-wise, we have a marketing department that does a lot of the high-level national work, but they really leave it up to us as distributors to market and cater our territories. Uh, so KBiz might not be there, but we d this year we actually do have a um, kind of a booth but it's not out on the floor. It will be uh, more upstairs. Um, doing like private research, yeah. right? Yes. Yeah, I think I saw an email about that, doing yes. some private Q&A and research. I'm sure you did. Yeah. yeah, so that was a little unique. And last year we did, our, our um, KBiz last year, we did have a big party. Uh, so we weren't on the floor, but we, we, we definitely have a presence at the shows. Yeah, so going back to that, I mean, and you spoke about this earlier. I mean, part of the marketing, I think, for any any company listening, and it doesn't matter whether you're an appliance manufacturer, it doesn't matter whether you're a builder or any business, right? If you're a dentist, I mean, it all comes down to marketing. And, and you've hit on a few things. You know, you're, you're using print media, mm -hmm. right? You're using social media, you know, being social engaging. But then you're also, you know, building on the relationships. It's the cold calling. It's showing up at the job site. I know we first met because Mike Boley, Mike just showed up at the job site and said, yeah. who's running this thing, you know? <laughs> the bulldog. Yeah. He's probably doing that right now. He probably is. <laughs> and uh, in a Santa hat, probably. <laughs> I hope not, but you're probably right again. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, he comes out and it's all that relationship, right? Meeting the builders, meeting the people that have their boots on the ground. And, you know, that goes a long way. So as far as, you know, what's in the future, what what are you excited about for what's upcoming with Wolf Sub-Zero? Well, again, that that dual fuel launches is one of the biggest ones that we're going to 
that we've really had. And then really we're still right in the midst of launching Cove, our dishwasher, which is, I mean. Yeah, how's that been going? Oh, my gosh, it's been amazing. Uh, it has been so much more successful than us locally or even nationally could have ever predicted. Uh, we can't make them fast enough, which is, you know, a great problem to have. Um, but it is a unique, you know, piece if people take the time to look at it. it it's really designed uh, kind of like our coffee maker where it's really designed for a North American consumer. You know, if I go to your house or Allison's house, we all have different size plates and, and bowls and of every shape and size. Where kind of unique about that dishwasher, it has all these touch points where you can really adjust everything to fit any dish that you would have in your cabinets. Um, where, you know, ASCO is an amazing product and it works incredibly well. And, and a lot of the European dishwashers do. Uh, but when they say they can do 17 place settings, that generally includes a tea saucer and a teacup, which I don't know anybody who has those here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so the tines are very small. They don't adjust a lot of ways where this dishwasher really gives you that flexibility to, to really do anything with. And then on top of it is it dries the dishes. I mean, ASCO dries the dishes and Cove dries your dishes. And there is no other fantasist dishwashers out there. So we kind of cornered the market on that one. And I don't think anything's more important than that. And obviously it washes well and it's quiet. But... I mean, to, to see the launch on that brand is so exciting, I can't even tell you. I mean, it's been a long time waiting for it, and now that it's here, it's really shot out of the out of the gates in a big way. So we love that, too. I mean, the Cove Dishwasher is a great product, and there's nothing more frustrating, right, than having dishes that come out wet. You know, as my right. kids are putting them away. Well, you know, uh, uh, to speak to that brand, uh, uh, again, it, it kind of goes back to what I was talking to you about testing product. and. It, if you think about launching a third brand, uh, it's got to work. We spent years testing that, making sure it worked. We actually, uh, some may remember, had quite a launch party at the W Hotel. Uh, and then we had a, quite a delay because we found a newer piece had come out that was going to make the unit function even better. So instead of just rushing something out, we put a whole hold on it all, reinstalled this part, to make it even more efficient, had to send it out for uh, testing, three rounds of testing out into the field uh, before we would actually bring that product out. And now here we are, and I think I've had one issue with Cove um, out of selling you know, however many thousand we've sold so far. So it, it really goes a long way, and it goes back to that story of, of how we test, and we're not going to bring a product out until we know it's going to work. Well, I love that. I think there's a lesson to be learned even for us as a builder because a lot of times, you know, we have deadlines like everybody, right? You want to get the job done or the project done or maybe the product to be launched. And so, you know, in the chaos of, you know, that 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 schedule, you know, you're not going to or you may bypass something like that, right? You're going to rush to something or maybe lack on quality or just to get the job done, the piece owner, whereas the communication saying, hey, it's, it's more important that we step back. And do this right, make this change because in the long run it's going to be better for the project or better for the end consumer, or better for you know the production piece. You know, there's a lot to be said to just be patient, right. even if you may have some users who may be upset because they're playing on their Cove dishwasher. You might have a client that wants to move in, but you know the communication is everything. It, it is, and I mean to have a quality brand and to sell to the luxury consumer, 
Um, I don't think that there's anything more important than reliability and, and quality. And I think those are two of the strongest pillars we stand on. So how do you find time, Derek, for um, how do you make this work-life balance? Because I know with the Wolf Sub-Zero team, you guys are a lot of events. There's a lot of travel. So how are you balancing all these things? Uh, that's a very good question. I'm, I'm glad my wife's not here. <laughs> <laughs> no. it. You know what? Luckily, she's in the industry as well. And, you know, we have a, a seven-year-old daughter. And you, you find the time and you make the time. And I'm lucky enough that she's able to uh, travel with me sometimes. Um, and she's in the industry, so she will be uh, out at some of the events that I'm at. And it helps her with a, an understanding of what it is uh, that I do. But I always make the time. I mean, nothing's more important than my uh, family and my children. And uh, luckily, I have one daughter who's now also in the industry working as a kitchen designer So and specking Sub-Zero Wolf. I was going to say, I hope that your wife's specking Sub-Zero Wolf. <laughs> oh, no, she, she's always done a good job of that. But uh, my daughter just sold her first large kitchen, and it was wow. Sub-Zero Wolf. So I'm very proud of her as well. <laughs> <laughs> Passing on through the generations. <laughs> So where can, our, where can our listeners find you, you know, how can they, what are some of the handles for social media, website, you know, showroom, all that stuff? Uh, we are on Instagram as Sub-Zero Group uh, SW. Southwest. Uh, yes, for Southwest. And we are on Facebook at Sub-Zero Wolf and Cove Scottsdale. Uh, so you can find us locally there. And then obviously uh, the nationals are SubZeroWolf.com and Sub-Zero Wolf and Cove on Facebook. And then, so we'll have you tagged, of course, in all of our, you know, in, in the post there for our listeners. And then for next year, you know, for those who are in the design construction world that want to do a tour, they can now do that. Yes. Of some of your manufacturing here in town. Absolutely. Actually, we should have those dates probably posted with, but by the first part of the year, because we will be doing them quarterly. Great. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Derek. You've been amazing. Thank you. You got it. Thanks, Brad. Thank you all for tuning in to our episode with Derek from Wolf Sub-Zero. And we're super excited to announce our guests on episode 12. We're going to host Tommy and Patricia with Chen Suchart Studios. And for any of you that are familiar with their work, they do some amazing modern architecture, not only in Phoenix, but also throughout the country. Super unique designs. So stay tuned to find out where they get their inspiration and what brought them to where they are today.